Hi there, and welcome. This is the All is Fair in Love and Rev Par podcast, a podcast designed for hoteliers by hoteliers. Learn how to elevate your hotel's revenue and experiences with new best practice tips. With vast experience with different brands and independent hotels, your host Haley Whiting will create different weekly topics about the hotel industry to help you and your hotel achieve your definition of success. The topics and guest speakers will vary from week to week to give you a well-rounded experience. Without further ado, here's your host, President of Hospitality with a Flair and Travel Blogger, Haley Whiting. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Haley. And uh, no guest host this week, guys. We are just going to talk and reminisce. I decided to make today's podcast about old silly ideas I used to have when I started out in the hospitality industry. You know, as a front desk agent, as a housekeeper, you know, things that I thought (laughs) weren't necessarily amazing at that point in time or super cool that I now realize, you know, it's a way of life. Um, So yeah, you know, for those of you that don't know, I got my start in housekeeping first initially at a little motel near where I grew up uh, towards Sylvan Beach, New York. And (laughs) that was my start and definitely ingrained the deep appreciation that I have for housekeeping, always will have, and always am very big on people tipping their housekeepers well. It is a a back-breaking job that we couldn't do without in this industry. So kudos to that. You know, I learned in that role how gross people actually were and it didn't matter what they looked like. You know, I've seen people that were dressed to the nines that were absolute slobs and maybe people that dressed a little more disheveled that had clean rooms. You know, that was definitely an experience showing me that you can't judge a book by its cover because you never know what you're going to get. So from there, I worked a little bit of food and beverage when I initially went to college And Lord knows that taught me how to work fast and have a lot of patience. It was in like a food court setting of a casino out near Utica, New York. And oh my God, (laughs) I learned so much in that role too. But I finally transitioned to working full-time night audit while I was in college. I Went to work full time, you know, Sunday night through Friday morning, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then drove 40 minutes each way to where my apartment was and my school was in Herkimer. And that was a lot of my life. You know, I will never regret that because even though I only slept a couple hours a day because I worked another part time job, I was able to finish my associate's degree with, you know, over a year of experience working on a front desk and at a multi-property style casino. I always joked with night auditors that I encountered after this that would complain about doing night audit. Because when you do night audit for a casino, (laughs) it is way more difficult because you're not just closing out cash. You're not just closing out credit cards. You're closing out comps. You're closing out member points and things of that nature. This role taught me how to professionally handle all the crazies, though. 
Because you might think you've seen some crazy stuff working night audit at a regular hotel. When you throw a casino hotel into the mix that has nightclubs and nightlife, it is a recipe for crazy. And I've been able to tell some of these stories on my TikTok channel, which has been a lot of fun reliving these. From there, I went on to work on my four-year degree at the time. I waited tables. I worked a little retail, had my daughter. But then I got back into front desk working for a Best Western out here in Rochester and, you know, learned a lot more. I worked day shift. I worked swing shift. I worked night audit. Um, learned about working for a brand. That was my first step into working for an actual brand instead of an independent property and what requirements go with having a brand. And from there, I ended up transitioning to a huge full-service hotel in downtown Rochester that had over 460 rooms, 30,000 square feet of meeting space, plus it was attached to a convention center. So it had all the catering, the wedding planning, big tour bus groups. You'd get three or four buses with 25 double-double rooms apiece. Um, it was wild. And I remember working that front desk and encountering the salespeople doing site tours for Delta and Xerox. And I was just in awe that these, you know, big companies that I heard of were coming to do site tours at my hotel. Like, I legit thought this was like the most mind-blowing cool thing on this planet. <laughs> I just, you know, I laugh at how I thought about it. You know, I thought, not that it isn't a big deal, but, you know, I thought seeing Sue McKenna for the first time from Xerox was just like, almost like a celebrity holiday moment. And as I, you know, grew up in the industry and became a sales manager and got to know Sue McKenna, um, <laughs> you know, I just laugh when I look back at myself um, <laughs> and just realize how, you know, naive I was. It's, you know, it's just as a blissfully unaware, naive thought process. And I don't regret having it, but man... <laughs> I was such a duber for sure. You know, I remember having these big conventions come in and stay at the hotel and just being in awe of how much these conventions cost, what people spent, and just being shook, like as if it was the only, you know, place around that was having this experience. <laughs> um. You know, now that I've grown up through sales, I, I'm so happy, you know, being more in that route and doing more marketing and things of that nature. That is definitely my calling. But, you know, there's times I miss working the front desk. I miss having the direct ability to make somebody's stay or day better. You know, I loved recommending some of the best local restaurants to a couple that was in town visiting family so they could go have a romantic night out. I miss having the opportunities of having somebody call wanting to arrange, you know, the perfect night so they could propose to their soon-to-be fiance. You know, I, I miss making washcloth teddy bears for little kids that are checking into hotels with their families 
there's even times I miss being on site when I'd have sports teams. And I know we've all joked about youth sports teams being crazy and the necessary evil. But, you know, I loved setting up my meeting room as an activity space that, you know, had movie nights and themes that kind of, you know, helped keep the kids out of the hallways. But just, I miss that sometimes. I really do. And I think that's the difference. If you resonate with that, you know, that's why we love being in hospitality. We love making people happy. We are people pleasers and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, some other situations that I laugh about now is when I worked at that big downtown hotel on the front desk and even as their sales coordinator eventually, I remember when this very well-known sales manager from the Hyatt across the street who had been there for years left to go to the big double tree in the suburbs about five miles away. And it was like this big, huge to-do. Like you would have thought that the world was coming to an end. I was like, oh my God, Greg left the Hyatt? What? Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> I was so, I was so caught up in that just thinking it was mind blowing. And, you know, I also remember it almost being the goal to work for the Hyatt because I thought that was going to be, you know, one of the best things that I would ever be able to achieve in my life. <laughs> little did I know, little did I know, um, you know, I think it's really easy when you're young and in the industry to get caught up in your local area. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, I loved my local area. I loved doing things in the CVB. I loved encouraging and still love encouraging people to come visit the Rochester, New York area because it is a great area. It's a gateway to a lot of great things like the Finger Lakes, Niagara Falls, Toronto, Buffalo, you name it. It's, it's wonderful. But... There's such a big world out there. And I guess if you're listening and you are young in this industry trying to find your way, remember to keep an open mind. You know, it's great to have these silly memories like mine where I look back and <laughs> laugh at some of the premonitions that I used to have in my head. But I mean, at that point in time, it was the biggest thing going on in my life. But, you know, just remember that there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger world out there. And, you know, just keep that in mind. All of these experiences and memories are going to craft who you are and how you develop in this industry. You are going to find situations where you give your heart and soul to a hotel, to a management company. You do everything in your power to make them happy, to rise above your peers, show your potential. And there's going to be times that it's not good enough and that's not necessarily your fault, but some management companies are not going to be the right fit for you. And that is probably the biggest piece of advice that I can give you. I've been in scenarios where, you know, I put forth such an effort, tried to rise above. And at the end of the day, what I offered was not enough to them. And if that's the case, Find another management company. Find one that you gel with. Not all management companies are created equal. There's some management companies that only care about their bottom line and you are a number. And whether anybody agrees with that or not, that's the way that they run their business. And a lot of them have been in business for a long time. 
and are obviously successful with what they do. I remember being nervous because of, quote, job hopping and how looked, you know, down upon that is by a lot of people. And in this industry, I think it's almost, it's almost encouraged, I feel like, because the more experience you get with different brands, different styles of hotels, I think the more marketable you are to grow faster. Now, I mean, if you're switching jobs every two months, that might be a problem, but, you know, after a year or two, once you get experience as a young person working at a front desk and you can't get promoted where you are to, say, a front desk supervisor, a sales coordinator, start looking around. You are your biggest advocate. I know, you know, my parents even asked me, they're like, oh, well, you've only been working for this hotel for a year and a half. And it's like, you know, what? I have a little girl that I need to support and making 10 to $13 an hour at the time was not going to be my end-all be-all. Nobody is going to advocate for you harder than yourself. I'm going to end today's broadcast with saying that it's okay to have silly memories like this, silly little follies about things you did at the front desk, because while I look at them as silly now, being mesmerized by Delta doing a site tour at my hotel, I think it's good to have that awe, because we should still be in awe of what we're doing because as we've learned in this last year, it is priceless and it can change at any point in time. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I know it's a short one. Next week I am bringing Patrick back and we are going to be talking hotel operations, best practices, stories, and all that jazz. So I hope to catch you back here on All is Fair and Love and Rev Par. And if you'd like to see some of my hotel stories, head over to my TikTok. It's Haley with a Flair. That's where I am on all of social media. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. See you next week.